Today I'd like to talk a little bit about indulgences, and particularly an indulgence that is granted on August 2nd called the Porti Uncola Indulgence. And the Porti Uncola Indulgence has to do with a chapel in Assisi that is connected to the person of St. Francis. In fact, St. Francis died in that chapel, and St. Clair professed her vows in that chapel and became a nun. And during his lifetime, St. Francis recognized that many graces were given in that chapel. And so he went to the Pope and asked the Holy Father to grant an indulgence to all of those who would visit the Portiuncula Chapel and, um, and pray there that they might receive the remission for the temporal punishments due to their sins. And the Holy Father agreed uh, and granted this indulgence. Now, we don't need to travel tomorrow to the Portiuncola Chapel in Assisi, Italy. Um, there are other ways of obtaining this indulgence. But before we get to those, let's talk a little bit about what an indulgence is and why indulgences are important and helpful and a wonderful and beautiful part of Catholic life. Many times, I think priests especially are hesitant to talk about indulgences because they think, well, maybe they're old-fashioned and you know nobody does them anymore, nobody thinks about them, and, and we don't really believe that anymore. But this is a great loss because I have found in my experience in, in parishes that when you tell people about indulgences, they want to obtain them. Uh, they they want to do something. The the thought of of being able to receive something so wonderful inspires them to act upon it. Um, so uh, we shouldn't deny people the possibility and the privilege of receiving an indulgence. And so I want to talk firstly about uh, why it is that we have indulgences and and why it is that the church grants indulgences. So the church's authority to grant indulgences obviously derives from when the Lord told St. Peter that I entrust you with the keys of the kingdom, and what you bind on earth will be held bound in heaven, and what you loose upon earth will be held loose in heaven. And so the power of the keys is exercised through indulgences, um, that, that the temporal punishments due to sin are are washed away because the church, in her mercy, has this power, by God's grace, to, to unloosen what we are held bound to. Now, what is this whole talk about the temporal punishment due to sin? Well, let's suppose that today I'm kind of angry and in a fit of rage, and I decide that I'm going to come to your home and throw a brick through your plate glass window. And that's exactly what I do. Now, as soon as I throw this brick through your window, I have terrible sorrow and remorse for it. And I immediately go to your door and knock on the front door. And you being the kind of person that you are, you open the door immediately to whomever is knocking, even though a brick just sailed through your, your parlor. And I confess to you humbly, that I was the one who threw this brick through your window. And I'm responsible, and I'm truly sorry for having done this. And I assure you that I will do everything in my power never to throw another brick through a glass window ever again in my life. 
and you once again being the kind and merciful person that you are, you immediately embrace me and, and welcome me into your home and forgive me for, for my offense. Now, that's wonderful that you have forgiven me for the guilt of my sin. But unfortunately, we can't go have tea in your parlor because there are shards of glass all over the room and the furniture and the rug. And there's an obvious effect to my sin. The effect of my throwing that brick, even though you have forgiven me, the effects still remain. There's glass everywhere. And we can't sit in the parlor because it's freezing cold outside and, and your heat is being sucked right out the window. So the effects of my sin remain. Now, something needs to happen, right? And what needs to happen is I need to help restore order where I have caused disorder. I need to help clean up that glass. I need to replace that window because this is what justice demands of me, right? The guilt has been forgiven, but the effects remain, and I have a responsibility to help to... I have a responsibility not only to help, but to, to totally to totally make up and to satisfy the disorder that I have caused. So, in a similar way, whenever we sin, we cause disorder in the world. We cause disorder to God's plan. We, we interrupt the lives of others. We harm others. And when we confess our sins, the Lord, in his great mercy, he forgives us for the guilt of our sins. But he doesn't take away the effects of our sins. The, the disorder still remains. And this is why in the sacrament of penance, the priest gives to us a penance before he absolves us. Right? He says, say these prayers or, or make this act of charity or do some act of fasting. And, and this in some way, our doing of this penance, in some way begins to make satisfaction for, for the sins of, of my life. So every sin brings with it disorder. And we have injustice and obligation to, to begin making satisfaction for those sins. So how is it that indulgences play in all of this? Well, in an indulgence, what the church says is, yes, your sins have caused great disorder in the world. And because of your sin, you either need to do penance in this life for your sins, or you do penance in purgatory. Right? And so any of us who, by God's grace and mercy, might be found worthy of eternal life on the day of our judgment, for many of us, probably for most of us, we will still have some satisfying to do. Uh, we will still have um, the injustice some atonement for our sins, right? We, we will have to satisfy uh, the, the disorder that we have created in the world. And so purgatory is a place of purification where we will be purified of, of these effects, what we were responsible for in, in this life. Now, the church says we can do that either in this life or in the life to come. Now, an indulgence is when the church says, well, look, Jesus Christ has an infinite amount of merits. And the Blessed Virgin Mary, who was without sin, has merited 
incredibly, right? And the saints who spent lives of prayer and fasting and charity, right? Who did more praying and fasting and charity and good things and good works than they needed to do to to satisfy for their sins, right, to, to, to rectify the disorder of their own personal sins. Well, this is bad, not great theological language here, but I'm trying to think of a, a, of a way of, of phrasing it. Well, all of, those, all of those good works and all of those prayer and fasting and charity, they go into the great treasury of the church, right? The church, remember, is not just here on earth, but the church is the saints in heaven and the souls in purgatory and, and all of us here on earth who are wayfarers, making our way along, right? journeying towards eternal life. And so there's this great treasury. And, and of course, the, the greatest depositor in this treasury is Christ. And in a way, only Christ is the depositor. And all of us who do good things do them only in and through and with Christ. But in any event, in an indulgence, the church says that we, who are sinners, can draw upon the infinite merits of Christ and the Blessed Virgin and all the saints. It's like the church giving us the debit card and saying that we can go and make a withdrawal from the church's treasury. Um, and and we're, withdraw, we're withdrawing from the, this treasury more than we have ever done on our own. Because right? we're, it's Christ and the saints who have put most of these, all of these uh, merits in, in, into this treasury. And we're drawing from them. You know? And this is a, a great act of, of mercy on the part of the Lord. And so we draw upon their merits and receive the, the full remission of the temporal punishments due to our own sins. Um, that's called a plenary indulgence when we receive the full remission. There are other indulgences that are called partial. In, in this way, you know, we receive some of some remission for for our sins of the of the temporal punishments due to our sins. So tomorrow, uh, August second, we're able to receive the the indulgence of the Porti Uncala. Um, so what do we have to do in order to obtain this indulgence? Well, the first thing we need to do is go to a Franciscan shrine or just to our own parish church. And for those of you who are parishioners in my parish, it's St. Mary Star of the Sea in Beverly and St. Margaret's in Beverly Farms, um, all you have to do is come to our lower church at St. Mary's, which is open from 7.30 in the morning to 7.30 in the evening, Monday through Friday. So anytime during the day tomorrow, you just come. And you have to come and say the creed, and the Our Father, and you're there in order to honor Mary under the title of Our Lady of the Angels. And so you pray the Creed and the Our Father, and then say some prayer for the intentions of the Holy Father. Maybe just say a Hail Mary for the Pope's intentions, right? And then, so that's, that's what you have to do tomorrow, and then sometime within eight days, either before or after tomorrow, you have to go to confession and receive absolution and attend Mass and receive Holy Communion. And for that, you receive a plenary indulgence, the, 
the remission of all of the temporal punishments due to sin. Now, in order to receive that plenary indulgence, what is necessary is that we have a total detachment from even venial sins. So I can't receive this indulgence while at the same time saying, boy, I really have this strong desire to throw another brick through a plate glass window. That would say I'm still attached to my sin. Now, if I have some attachment to venial sins, if I have some attachment to sin, I can still receive a partial indulgence, but what I really want to strive for is to be totally detached from from these sins. So it's a pretty good deal, right? A pretty good deal. So when I think of all the sins I've committed in my life and all of the punishment that must be due to those sins, all the disorder that my sins have caused, I can go to church tomorrow on August 2nd, my parish church, and I can kneel down and pray the creed and pray the Our Father and then maybe pray a Hail Mary for the intentions of the Holy Father. I can go to confession and make a good confession within eight days and go to Mass and receive Holy Communion within eight days and I will receive the full remission of all the temporal punishments due to my sins in my life. And if I wanted to, I could actually apply those to somebody who I know has died. We can apply them to the dead, and so that that person might receive these benefits. So either way, it's it's a great gift that we give either to the dead or to ourselves, and this is all an act of God's great and abundant mercy. And the reason I think indulgences are so great is because it, it opens our eyes to to our own sinfulness and it opens our eyes to the ways that God is trying to make it easy for us to to start fresh right and to start new it's a totally clean slate once we receive this plenary indulgence so why wouldn't we want to do it and and for me I, I think to myself you know it's a lot better than spending the next six billion years in purgatory so I definitely want to receive this indulgence and I'm so grateful that the church continues to to give from the treasury of Jesus Christ and the Blessed Virgin Mary and of all the saints. So I encourage you tomorrow to to make this little effort and in return for it to receive a great reward. The church today is giving you its debit card. Make a big withdrawal. God bless you.